Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Geo coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network, also the free Odyssey app. So initially we got a report on Zach Wilson saying from this was from Jake Glazer that he was not going to come back, that the Jets were going to move on from Zach Wilson at the end of the year. Then a couple weeks later, there was a report that they were staying committed to him, and then everything that Rob Sala said yesterday made it feel like they may stay committed to him, but then again, he's not going to sit there in a press conference and be like, it's over for Zach Wilson, we're trading him. He's not going to say that. He's going to say the things that he said. So I really don't know what they need to see this offseason to feel like they could go into the season with him again as the starting quarterback. And the reason I say this is they're not going to play him this week, which I think is stupid. They should be playing him this week. Then you're going to go through an entire offseason again where they loved him in the offseason. Loved him. Loved him in training camp. Then obviously he gets hurt in the preseason, but loved him in training camp. Thought he matured. That's all you heard is how he was becoming a leader. And in practice, he was showing off and doing all these amazing things. And then you get to the games and we see what happens. So what is going to happen this offseason that's going to make the Jets be like, this is our guy? Because you cannot now, after what happened this year, Go into next year banking on him either taking you or not taking you to the playoffs. You cannot waste another year putzing around with the quarterback position. So that's why, because of where the Jets are in their rebuild, I would just say if he turns out to be great somewhere else, fine. We have got this window that's starting now with all these great young players. We need a better solution at quarterback, something we can trust. Sayonara. We'll see you later. Best of luck. Wild card is the owner. Uh, the other wild card is uh, other opportunities for quarterbacks to come here. Trades. Uh, you never know what's going to come down the pipe. Uh, we know that uh, next Monday is going to be an interesting day, as it always is yeah. uh, in the NFL. We'll find out more about coaches and uh Owners that are not happy with the way that their teams have finished. And I'm sure Woody's at the top of that list. So you never know what's going to go on. And anything that Rob Sala is saying right now is just trying to, you know, 
support the young man the best he can. He's not, you know, and I think, by the way, he's been pretty frank and honest, which I do give him some credit for because he's basically saying, look, we believe in this kid, but this kid has got to show us that he believes and loves the game of football. And he's got to re, uh, you know, kind of introduce himself to the game and what it means to be a quarterback in, the, in this league. And you hear about this a lot. And I, I always say this started with Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning was off the hook when it came to loving the game of football, loving being a quarterback and doing the stu- studious part of it. You know, the the, uh, the mental part of it was really, really important for him. And by, well, by the way, he and Eli and Archie and everybody else, you know, had the Manning passing camp. I mean, they're all in like the Sims family. Yeah, yeah. They're all in. And there was this, there's this notion that when you go to these training, um, or the combine, I should say, before the draft, there's this notion that you want to find out if the kid is really all in, like he needs to be all in, like Tom Brady is all in. And, um, and it's one of the reasons why he lasted to the age of 45. Yep. Cause he loves the game. He dedicates his life to the game and he dedicates his body to the game and everything else. And that's what everybody is looking for. And I think that is where the biggest question lies for the New York Jets in regards to Zach Wilson. I think they see him with an explosive electric arm. And it is intoxicating when you watch it. In, I'm sure in real time and in practice and you see him relaxed and everything's great. But there's something that's missing when he steps on the field. And that is the part where you have to get your team in the end zone. And you have to do it methodically. You have to do it by creating big plays. And you got to do it by making the decisions and be able to go from one receiver on one side of the field, reading the defense, seeing the blitz coming, or moving to the other side of the field and getting to your third or fourth receiver. Remember in and the he middle. Do that. He's not doing that. Right. In the middle of the year, we were talking about Daniel Jones and if the Giants are going to keep him or not and what's the alternative. I don't think you can apply the what's the alternative question to Zach Wilson because he has shown you virtually nothing. In the first couple of years. I mean, he just, as far as really being able to play the position. Consistently. He has shown you that he lacks the consistency Uh, that is required. Right, but I just... There are times in games where he, I'm telling you, where he, you can see the explosiveness of the arm. But all the fans around here, I think, I'm going to say all the fans. Again, I don't want to speak for everybody. But I do think the far majority of fans have seen enough. Yeah, so I just think that you can't... Say, let's look around the league and see how it works out before we get rid of Zach Wilson. I don't think you can do that in this particular situation. I think it's either make the decision or not. You're either with him or you're not. And, and it can't be like, you know, a half assery with him. It's, and, and that's why I think you got, it's got to be a clean break and they got to move on. All right, but what and about also him? because of the, the relationships in the locker room? All right. And what about him himself? He probably doesn't want to be here either. That's that's the other part of the equation that has to be taken into account. And I would imagine that his agent or somebody in his inner circle, helicopter mom or whatever, is going to basically be saying, you know, we got to get you out of there. It's too toxic. It's too negative. We can't have our little baby handling all of this stuff. Yeah. Which in part of becoming a great quarterback in this league and a quarterback that leads his team to victory is part of the process, as Daniel Jones has proven out. Daniel Jones has gone through the slings and arrows of three years of just absolutely getting his ass kicked mentally, physically. Uh, you know, John Mara said it himself when they let go of Joe Judge and they brought in Brian Dable, how they screwed this kid up in so many different ways. And I agree with that 100%. And now they found the right coach to unlock at least a, a player that looks like he can be the long-term solution for them at quarterback. If you were the GM, would you bring him back next year? 
It's a hard question for me to answer because I don't, I don't know the kid. I'm not there with him every single day. But when I hear Rob Sava say, go read a book or something, I don't worry about that. But the second part of that is, you know, refresh, reflect, and get yourself back here and be more committed to the game. That kind of tells me what I need to know. Yeah, and I, I don't think that Zach Wilson is done in the NFL forever. I just think he needs to be done with the Jets for right now. Right, right. So, um, you know, Sam Darnold wasn't done with the NFL forever. Right, right. Geno Smith wasn't done with sure. the NFL forever. Right. It's never forever. I mean, there's too much talent there. Right. Physical ability there that somebody will say, hey, we can make a, a player out of him. Like, like, I would say... Just sitting here, I think like Derek Carr should not come to the Jets. It just doesn't fit for me. Like when I think about who Derek Carr is now, if Derek Carr goes to Indianapolis or Derek Carr goes to Carolina, it seems like a probably just from the who Derek is and the way that yeah. he plays and the way that he talks and everything else, those would be better places for him. This is not a great place for a guy like that. Well, that's what the same my point is with Zach, and we've said from the beginning. Right. So it's the right if, place for him. Like I would say if uh, if my buddy Frank were still coaching in Indianapolis I would pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, would you give us a third round pick for Zach? And, you know, that would be a great, that would have been a great place for Zach. Mm. You know what I mean? But I, I know Rob Sala and Joe Douglas are back going back and forth with this. I'm sure Woody Johnson is all over them trying to figure out what, what are you doing with the second overall pick? What are you doing with him? What's going on with him? And they just need space and time to make a decision as opposed to be doing it right now under the current set of circumstances in the midst of a five game losing streak. Let's go to Steve, who is in Huntington. What's up, Steve? Good morning. Hey, good morning, Boomer Geo. Long-time listener. How you guys doing, right? Good, great, great. What's up? What's on your mind? Uh, Boomer, you got to stop giving this false hope about Zach Wilson, please. This guy is horrible. His footwork is horrible. He stinks. He's got to go. Two years we wasted on this guy. This guy's horrible. We got to move on from him now. Please stop giving this false hope. But he's going to turn it around. Let him turn it around somewhere else like Sam Donald did. Right now, we got to focus on our future, which is we should have been right now. We should be in the playoffs. Okay? We should have won those two games against New England, and we didn't because of Zach Wilson. And you're going to tell me, no, we did. We did. It wasn't because of Zach Wilson. I don't know. Did Franklin Myers have anything to do with that first game or no? Yeah, of course. Okay, of course. okay. So it's not just Zach Wilson. I mean, it's everybody. It's a team game, and I understand that Zach is playing negative. But I, I would say, Stephen, and, and you, and you are. And look, your 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 opinion is strong, as most Jet fans' opinions are. Whether it be Evan, whether it be Brandon, whether it be any other Jet fan that is around here, they they've had enough. They've seen enough, and this is part of the problem that the Jets have. They know the fan base is like checked out on this kid. Yeah, they know that. They understand that, and that's why this is being. It's it's so hard for them to try to make the decision. They're not going to make the decision right now, whether we whether we want them to or not. I mean, they just need the next Jets quarterback has to be someone who can handle all of this. Yes, exactly. And, and it's not always you know where they come from. And this Zach, we felt like you know coming from that Utah bubble was was a weird thing. You know, you here you are in Utah and BYU, and then you here you are in New Jersey, and you're starting quarterback of a Jets who haven't had a you know a franchise quarterback in, in so very long. It's just a tough spot. But, you know, Mike White's a guy, you know, he's from Florida, but he seemed to be able to handle this stuff a little bit better. Um, but I, I just, you can't just look at a guy in his combine day and then rolling out and making an incredible Well, they're throw. also looking at him in practice, too. Don't, you know, I man. know, but it's just different. In practice, that's still like a bubble. There's nobody there. 
You know, I just, he's just not, it's, this, this is not the place for him. I, 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 and listen, like I would say, welcome to New York, Rob Sala and Zach Wilson. This is what happens. Right. Things start rolling and they start rolling. And we've only seen one or two athletes. Actually, Julius Randle may be going through that right now, a little bit of a renaissance after last year's disaster. And because he's finally got some help, he's got a legitimate point guard in Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson is making the team different, and it's making it more professional, and, and he's controlling the game when he's healthy and he's on the on the court. And we can all see that. Um, and Edwin Diaz did that for the Mets. You know, he came here, but he had a history. He had already had success in the major leagues, and he had a horrendous year. And then you could say that maybe uh, pitching without the fans in the stands in 2020 was a good thing for him. Mm. And then all of a sudden, you know, last year he comes in, and look what he does. I mean, he comes to, becomes the best closer in baseball and signs the richest contract in the history. If I would have told you that after uh, Edwin Diaz's first year here as a Met, what would you have said? I said absolutely no, no way. No way. Get rid of the guy. He sucks. Everybody wanted him out right. of here. That was it. Worst closer we'd ever seen. So, that but, season but, was the worst we'd ever seen. But that is kind of like where Zach Wilson is right now. And after the after the year that the Knicks had last year and and, and Julius acting the way he was acting on the court, did Nick fans really want him back? No. I mean, most of them were saying trade him in the offseason. We were saying trade him in the offseason. So off I'm just trying to give you, I'm just trying to give you examples of players that have been able to overcome all the negativity that Zach Wilson is having thrown at him right now from the fan base. Let's go to <laughs> Phil, who's up in Buffalo. What's going on, Phil? Hey, how are you guys doing this morning? Good, Phil. What's up? All right, I got the perfect place for Zach Wilson to go. And uh, I believe it's Arizona Cardinals. Who's okay. going to be their coach? Uh, well, Kingsbury's probably going to get fired. So you got to get somebody that's an offensive mind. But Murray's not going to be ready. So the Arizona needs somebody to play for him. Now, everybody agrees that you got to coach up Zach Wilson. That that has to happen. It just, I don't believe, I believe the worst thing that's happened to him is the Jets haven't coached him up properly. That's my personal opinion. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Well, that's that, why I asked but... you right off the bat, who's the Cardinals coach going to be? Because if you're going to tell me, you know, it's a first-time head coach, defensive coordinator like Rob Sala was, I'd say, no, it's not the right place for him. If you tell me Jim okay. Harbaugh leaves Michigan and goes to Arizona, I'd say, yeah, that is the right place for him. Well, I think that Wilson, I think the whole New York thing has got Wilson down like he's a, he's like the Sonny Gray of the Jets. You know what I'm mm. saying? Yeah, uh, 100%. He, he, yeah. You know, I really think that he would benefit from somebody just working with him one-on-one -on -one every day. Yeah, I mean, I know that the Jets have tried. I mean, they brought in his own personal quarterback coach well, last that was, year. that was a mistake last year. But they also, they sat him down this year. They put him through the fundamentals deal and tried to calm everything down around him. They're trying, but, you know, the other thing, too, they do have a responsibility to the rest of the players. And that's a big part of what you were talking about. You know, the relationship with the players and the expectations of, you know, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and Corey Davis and, you know, Tyler Conklin and all of those guys. You know, they want the ball to be thrown in their chest. They don't want it over their head. They don't want it at their feet. And that is that is a, that has been a problem for Zach. And that is something that, you know, he takes onto the field with him. And it becomes the yips for some reason. Yeah, which is a big problem. And especially on the shorter throws. It was amazing to me that he made that touchdown throw to C.J. Uzama in that That Lions was a great game. throw, but see, but that's the Because thing. that's the type of throw that he always is sailing or throwing there because it's remember, right there. Do you remember he, I think he also had a throw in the Buffalo game? 
Yes, he did. Right? He had to throw in a buffalo to Tyler Conklin. No, not well. The first buffalo game. Yes, obviously. the first buffalo yeah, game. Right. Yes, yep. And and those are the throws that you see, and you're like, wow, he can do this. And you see how fast the ball gets there. Yeah. Now, if you watched the Cotton Bowl with Caleb Williams, and you watched how when he set his feet or when he left the pocket, the ball was on a line. You know. But the other thing about Caleb is that he actually has the touch pass, and it doesn't. Say, for whatever reason, right now, Zach has lost that part of his game. Now he. You know, his last couple games, he threw some easy passes and he completed them. But there was never a, like, a sustained drive. There was no, there was never any, I think, the confidence in the in the huddle was lost. Right, he, exactly. I was just about to say, he lost his confidence. And we can and, all see it. Right, and then also, you know, when his teammates lost confidence in him, too, that just starts to snowball. And that's another big reason why I think things have to just change. I mean, I don't know how much he reformed himself and endeared himself to the locker room after that initial situation where they all turned on him because he turned on them, but it was ugly. You know, it is a very interesting thing about the Arizona situation because, you know, Steve Kime, their general manager, stepped away for personal reasons. Uh, you know, their head coach is, you know, basically came out yesterday and said that Kyler had his surgery mm-hmm. and the surgery on the ACL went fine, but they don't expect him to be ready anytime soon uh, earlier in the season next year. So they're probably looking you know at their own options from ownership's point of view and this another disaster year after giving contract extensions to the coach the general manager and the quarterback um you know i also saw one of these podcasts where you know a group of players were talking about kyler murray and um you know they were talking about how kyler murray's not going to want to put up with this you know, mm-hmm. that all this losing in Arizona, like he's not a part of it. Right. But then Kyler did active, actively answer back to them saying, I want to win a Super Bowl in Arizona. So he wants to be there, at least right now. That's what he's saying. But then again, he's laying in a hospital bed. Right, exactly. Long way to go. Yes. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. CBS Sports Network. Spent a lot of time talking to uh, Zach Wilson. One of Zach Wilson's, I don't say advisors, but good friends, I would think, because they have a lot in common, would be Steve Young. And Steve Young, I know, is a big supporter of Zach, loves Zach, and is hoping for the best for Zach. And all you have to do is look back at Steve Young's career 
and realize that this is where this, I feel, kind of feel like this is where Zach Wilson is right now. Because Steve Young was drafted first overall in the 1984 draft. He ended up electing to go to the USFL. That collapses. He then comes back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who drafted him. Okay? Mm-hmm. And they drafted him and he played two years in Tampa and his record in Tampa uh, looks to me to be three and 16. Okay. Three and 16 is the starting quarterback in the, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Probably hated it. Probably didn't get along, uh, with the coach there. I forget who the coach was and everything else. And then they decide to trade him to the Tampa Bay Bucket, I mean, to the San Francisco 49ers in 1987. He basically starts about seven games for three years. 88, 89, and 90, and obviously backing up Joe Montana, Bill Walsh is there, and plays reasonably well in those kind of short little bursts. And they know that they got something special on that team. The question is, what? when is he going to take over? When is Joe Montana going to leave? It's like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And, you know, Joe ends up leaving, going to Kansas City. Who would have ever thought he would have ever left the 49ers? Goes to Kansas City, and then, of course, Steve Young takes over. And then in 19... I want to say 92. It's when Steve Young's 49ers go 14-2. and And seven years after he starts his career with Tampa, he then has the right coach, the right players around him, the comfort zone that he needs to be the best player he possibly can be, and goes on to have a Hall of Fame career. So basically, Zach Wilson needs to go and back up a legend and a Hall of Famer. So send him to Green Bay. And then wait until Aaron Rodgers retires and you could take over and then the team will be good and then go win a Super Bowl. Something like that. You know, that could be something similar that happens. Yeah. You never know. You just, you never know. And you got to have, I'm thinking like Mike LaFleur is the offense coordinator here. Matt LaFleur is the head coach up there. And Aaron Rodgers has still got, what, three years? They got Jordan Love up there. I'm, I'm, you never know. But, but I'm, what I'm pointing out is that it has happened in the NFL where somebody, was highly thought of coming into the NFL. Steve Young got off to a really rough start, ended up changing teams, getting with the right coach, the right team, the right comfort zone, learning from a Hall of Famer, Joe Montana himself, and then he turns into a Hall of Famer himself. Another point I would uh, illuminate would be that the Bucks, those two years that Steve Young was there, were terrible, and they still got rid of him. The Jets are on the rise, we mm. believe, yeah. and they feel like the quarterback is holding them back. That's why I think it's even more of a case of them moving on. From but I'm sure, I'm sure, I would think anyway, and knowing Steve the way I do, I'm sure he's trying to support Zach any which way he can, and probably using his own experiences as showing Zach that you know your career's not over by any stretch of the imagination. That there's still plenty of opportunity for you to play and become the player that you think you are. So, all right, Jerry's back with the sports update. What's up, Jerry? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. And here is Rob Sala on Zach and along those lines. Again, we're not wavering. We, we believe in the young man. And, uh, and the biggest thing for Zach is it's not his talent. Um, we want to make sure that we reconnect with Zach and regain his confidence and uh, regain his confidence in uh, himself and us and us and him, just all of us. All of us got to be on the same page. Uh, Jets, Dolphins this week. So, Zach's, I don't even think traveling with the team. I think it's going to be Mike White that starts. Joe Flacco is going to back up. And then they'll have Strebler in uniform. Who knows what type of packages they have for him. He's not even traveling. I don't think so. Wow. I don't think so. Um, I heard that yesterday with Tiki and Tierney. Um, That doesn't seem like it, but I'm not 100% sure. Here's Quinn and Williams. 
Either way, they're going to Miami. They want to win. Just winning in general means a lot to me, man. Just going out there, playing hard as you can. And I know um, from my perspective, I love this game, man. I love football. I love battling with my brothers each and every day. So going out there, put my all into it each and every down is the main thing for me. For him, for sure. Now, while the Jets are dealing with quarterback issues, you've got quarterback issues in Miami, too, because of Tua's situation. So what is what is up with Tua, Mike McDaniels? Today is he, he will not be on the field and as as we know today is the only day that i know yeah he's done he's not playing <laughs> hey, why does everything he says have to be a riddle <laughs> I, don't, I don't know <laughs> i judge and dealing with him on a daily basis i'm sure it'd be fun though I oh i think it'd, it'd be, be fun. fun too but i think you make you pull your hair out of your head too sometimes <laughs> yeah. He gives you information without giving you any information. Um, Giants-Eagles on Sunday. Here's one more from Kayvon Thibodeau. So we played the clips with Jeff Saturday and Thibodeau and the Snow Angel thing from Sunday, blah, 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 blah. Uh, here he is. He basically just says, listen, I'm getting after it, and that is that. You don't play the game for anybody to get injured, but I play defense. I'm, they brought me here to be a savage and to take over the game and to impact the game. So got to go out. Oh, he's right. He's right about the game. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, and he's had some. He's had some good moments. There's no question about that. This is just one of those really awkward, weird moments that, unfortunately, you know, hopefully he learns from it. He does look like he's going to be a really good player, though. That is one. Yeah, thing I mean, it, it took him a while in the beginning of the season, but the last like four or five weeks, and there's CBS Sports Network him doing the sleeping yeah. thing on the sideline. But uh, which to me, that's classless. That that that's worse than the Snow Angels. Like yeah. I, I could actually make a case that. He's so jacked up, and the crowd is going so crazy. That he's doing that. the Snow Angels. He doesn't have an idea that Nick Foles is that hurt. But to realize he's hurt, laying down on the ground, not getting up, and go to the sideline to do the sleep thing to me is far worse. Uh, but he has played, you know, all that aside, he has played really well the last four or five weeks. Cowboys play the Commanders on Sunday. It'll be Sam Howell. Is that is Sam yes. Howell? Yeah, yeah. That's going to get North the Carolina. quarterback for uh, Washington. There was a point in time when uh, last year, that he was in the like first round of, of the draft. And then as they evaluated, he fell in the draft. And it was a little bit of a shock for him. Well, he's going to get a shot this week. I was excited, hard all year. And I was kind of waiting for, for an opportunity to go out there. You know, I kind of assumed that what the circumstances are, I might have an option to go, uh, the, the ability to go out there and play this weekend. So, you know, I'm excited for it. What did you make of, uh, I don't think we talked about this. Were we here Monday? Was I? I wasn't here Monday. That's right. Did you talk about the Ron Rivera thing? Yes. Not, about not knowing that he, a big knows, deal or not really. It was a double question, and he didn't want to ask answer the question that what the, the reporter was really getting to, and that was who was going to play quarterback. And it came right after the game after Carson Wentz had thrown three interceptions. Right. So he was trying to protect. I think. Uh, Carson and not getting into involved in some, so he was acting as if he didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But okay. I guarantee you, he knows what's going on. Raiders Chiefs on Saturday. Uh, Devonte Adams spoke to the media yesterday about his future in Vegas because it certainly appears Derek Carr's time. Not that they've said this, but it looks like his time is done uh, there. So he was asked, "Does he still want to be in Vegas going forward?" Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I I came here, you know, I wouldn't have been here or ended up here um, originally probably, you know, if Derek wasn't here. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I won't be here, you know, in in the event that he's not here. And it certainly is trending. I mean, that's honest. Very. I mean, if they asked him directly about that, because that was the first thing I thought of when it seemed like Derek Carr's days were over there was, wait a second. I mean, Devontae Adams basically forced himself there because that was his best friend. And now a year later, he's gone. 
So uh, yeah. well, they're paying him too much money. The dead cap would be too significant. So, and he always wanted to be a Raider. That's he grew up being a Raider fan. Right. Being in Las Vegas is pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's great being there. You know, no tax state, the whole no income tax state, the whole thing. So, you know, I'm sure he likes playing there. It's unfortunate what's happened. Um, you know, what's going to be interesting is that you know there'll be another quarterback out there on the list, and that's it's going to be Carson Wentz because he has an he has an out of the contract. I apologize for this, guys. I'm sorry. So when I do games in Texas, do I have to claim tax? How does that work? Uh, the, I don't know how you claim it. I'm not sure. I'm asking you. you. You're Mr. Tax. You're the tax man. Yeah, but I'm not your tax man. So no, I don't, but you know. if you were, like when you played games in, in, in tax in, state in certain, certain cities, you would end up paying a jock tax. And the jock tax is they, they taxation without representation, by the way. So the local municipalities and their idiotic politicians are taxing players a portion of their paycheck to play, like, say, in Green Bay yeah. or to play in Pittsburgh or to play... Because in, you're not a resident there. Right, because we're not a resident, Got but it. they're still taxing our, our paycheck for playing there. You see what I'm saying? So Jerry can't get a tax break because no, he's that, doing that's all I was asking. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not taxing you. That's true. They, they're not. I don't think they're tied. No, I don't know not. if Dallas no. has one of those or not. No, not I sure. get it right. Compass Media Network pays me, so that's but true. But municipalities, cities are different. There are some states that do it. Um, and they're looking for any way to raise money without hitting their own uh, constituency. Just keep raising tolls like they are in New Jersey. Um, you mentioned Green Bay. So Aaron Rodgers could be his final game at Lambeau. No, stop. He was asked, have you thought about that? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, for sure. Uh, just because you don't know what the future holds. But oh, here we uh, go. when I think about that, it's nothing but gratitude. Not remorse or sadness. Just gratitude for the time that I've been here. The amazing memories that I've had on this field. Make some more, man. Come on. So none of us know what the future holds for I us. Mean, just stop. He's not going anywhere. He's coming back. He <laughs> <laughs> makes too much money. I said to Al before, he's become Brett Favre. Yeah, basically, yeah. Am and I going to leave? Am I not going to leave? I'm going to retire. I'm not going to retire. It's just ridiculous. And Jordan loves him. Or Zach yeah. Wilson will be him. You never know. Uh, last night in the Garden, Knicks and Spurs. Knicks had won back-to-back games looking to make it three straight. And Jalen Brunson made damn sure that that would happen. Brunson. Brunson Johnson, the fadeaway. Cohen on MSG, 38, a new career high for Brunson. He also had six assists. Knicks beat the Spurs 117-114. Julius Randle spoke, and then Brunson went to the uh, the media table, and Randle offering him a little gift, if you will. Enjoy this, bro. (laughs) Say again, sorry. How early? Some wine? No. Wine. So they're having some fun. Randall took a bottle of wine out of his bag and offered him a full bottle of wine to celebrate. Yeah, Julius likes wine. He yeah, drinks I, a lot of wine. Is this true? The yes. NBA players, all of them love wine. wine. If you've seen this. Wine com- mills you out, right? Uh, yeah, it Eddie, does. For the most part, Robert wine you know, mills yeah. you out. I mean, you think he's a cab guy, a Pinot Noir guy, a blend and guy, red, Malbec? What do you think? And red wine, for most people, there's a ve- it's a very uh, minor, if any, hangover. It's very, much gentler than liquor and beer. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. If I've drunk a bottle of cab, man, the next day I wake up, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> well, if you just slam a bottle in an hour, stick. yeah. But if you spread it out over a couple hours, drink water, you're fine. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. 
I do. I, <laughs> I do it. <laughs> James Harden, I think, has his own wine. Carmelo has oh, his yeah. own wine. They love red wine, the NBA players. Remember, uh, we heard that story a couple years ago from Mari Stoudemire, who said he bathes in red wine. Yes. Red wine, yep. I they, do remember that. I love their red wine. That was yeah. a big story there. That is true. By the way, Carmelo was at uh, Rutgers last week. His son played in a high school game there. Oh, he did? Yeah, pretty cool, actually. Did so, you see, by the way, speaking of sons, did you see Nate Burleson's son who plays for Ramapo High School? I did not. With the posterized dunk last I night? I didn't. No. It's all over it, the place. It might have been two nights ago, but yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. How great. Yeah. Good for yeah, him. We got it. They what year is he? A senior, junior, sophomore, I, freshman? I don't know which one this is. I'm not sure. Okay. He's got two of them. Got it. And, and this kid just absolutely sprung off the floor. And Nate was there, of course. So I'm, I'm sure Stephen Waldron has it. I would think that he has it. Stephen, you got uh, Nate's son posterizing junk or no? I'm on it right now. There you go. He'll find it. All you, right. You got to see this. It's pretty awesome. Very cool. Uh, Nets last night lost in Chicago, 121-112, snapping the 12-game winning streak. Jacques Vaughn, it's pretty simple. Terrible defense early. The 40-point first quarter kind of set the tone. Uh, a little uncharacteristic by our group, and uh, good to see how we respond from this. But made a little response, but uh, couldn't get over the hump. Yeah, when uh, Durant rested the early fourth quarter, Chicago took off again. By the way, did we mention uh, Vaughn, coach of the month? Was that said at all this week? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Well, congratulations. Thank you. But some of us do. I think that's kind of cool, no? What it actually shows you is that they finally selected the right guy. They didn't have to go to back I'll to tell you what, So here's what's funny about that. So I'm watching the game last night, and they put up, Ian's doing the game with Sarah Kustak, and they put up the um, Jacques Vaughn's first, I guess, I forget however many coach games it is. Right. However many games he's coached. And his record is... It's it's tops for Nets coaches, but the ones that were behind him and like right behind him, Steve Nash, got out to a. I don't remember him getting out to a great start as head coach. I guess he did. Lawrence Frank was there. Oh man! But Lawrence Nash was right behind. So I was like, oh no, take that graphic off because you want to think that this is going to be real and lasting. Which I, I think so. it will be. I hope so. I do think it will be, but whatever. So Where they the did... hell is Lawrence Frank? I hadn't thought about that guy. Was it Lawrence Frank on the assist... Warriors roster? He's um, probably in his coaching staff somewhere. somewhere. He's a basketball lifer, that guy. Uh, <laughs> I just remember yeah. producing Joe and Evan, and Evan being like, can we get Lawrence Frank on today? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Why? No! And then no. Off, but we have to just put him on once, just once a year. Just do it. <laughs> He's with the Clippers, Al? There you go. Oh, man. Really? Never so not a coach, president of basketball operations. Really? Yeah, he's a basketball lifer. He's like, oh, good for him. Remember when they fired Byron Scott? He took off. I think they won like, I forget what it yeah. was, 15 of 16 or something to start, which was pretty wild back in the day. Providence beat number four UConn 73-61. You got Rutgers and Maryland tonight. Coverage in WCBS 880 at 6-15. Raphael Devers agrees to an 11-year deal with the Red Sox, said to be worth $331 million. And the Devils back to a winning game. Here's Hughes in front. Stick handle save made by Huso. And then it's banked in by Jack. And the Devils lead 5 nothing. Jack Hughes with the goal is 22nd of the season. That was Matt Lachlan with the call on Devils Radio. Devils beat the Red Wings by the score of 5-1. to one. Dougie Hamilton, Nico Hishier with power play goals in the second. That's 2 of 3 for New Jersey. And Vitek Vanacek with 32 saves. You got the Devils and Blues tonight. Rangers and Canadians as well. And the Islanders skate in Edmonton. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We believe that week 18 is going to happen as scheduled. The only thing that could change is if the Buffalo Bills really say that they cannot play on Sunday against New England Patriots. And the reason I bring that up is because Troy Vincent of the NFL came out and said that we're going to take the lead from the Buffalo Bills in regards to that game. He said we have not had those discussions yet, but it's really going to be a collective discussion if the Buffalo Bills have you know major issues with playing. The NFL is going to have to listen to that. You know, I'm sure that uh, Sean McDermott, the Pagula family, Roger Goodell, Troy Vincent, and anybody else involved in the uh, Brandon Bean, I'm sure the GM, and, and maybe even the Players Council of the Bills have all been... Uh, updated on uh, DeMar Hamlin and his current situation. And it seems like slowly but surely, it seems like he's getting a little bit better. So that's at least most of the reports that we got from yesterday. And I'm, I'm sure that's giving some comfort to the players and to the team. And I'm sure that they're thinking about, okay, where are we in our mental space? And I would also think that, you know, just imagine what it's going to be like for the Bills to run out on the field in their home stadium in front of their home fans, giving everything that they've been through this week. Sure. I mean, and they have one of the most gracious and kindest fan bases, you know, and they're known for their like craziness. We all know that. We make fun of it sometimes because we make fun of fans. But we also know that that Bill's Mafia, you know, does some great things for other players and other teams around the country. And now I think Every fan base seems to be reciprocating to that. Yeah, I mean, I think it could go both ways. I think it could inspire the team to go out there and play at a level that they wouldn't have normally because all the emotion that's there. Or could it just be, you know, the, the distraction is too big that they can't be themselves at their best. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, as we've said many, many times, we've never seen anything like this, you know, in modern era of football. 
So I, I don't know how a team could react to something. I, I was like that. trying to. I was. I was told you a story about why I had number sixty three in my helmet in Super Bowl twenty three because we lost our right tackle Joe Tag uh, Joe uh, Walter to a, a knee injury, and it was it was significant because he was a big part of our team, and I think he came in in my draft, or maybe the year after me or something. But we were you know we such a tight knit team, and I'm, that's how the Bills are. They're winning. They're tight knit. Uh, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have rebuilt that organization together. You know, Brian Dable was a part of that organization, and, you know, he probably has very close ties to all of those guys still and still has conversations with them and uh, is probably reached out to Sean and those guys, I would imagine, to to help them in any way that he can. And I know the rest of the NFL is doing the same thing. Sure. But I, look, you know, it's, we all have to, we, and like I said earlier, we can, we can multitask here. We we are not losing sight of what's going on in Cincinnati, but we also know that we have a job to do, and we we get paid to go to that job. And there are millions of people that are a part of all of this, and the league in itself. So think about this. So this is a CBS game. You're talking about Bills Patriots. Bills Patriots. We have to send our crew there. You know, our our crew has to get there. The the trucks have got to get there. Yeah. The cameramen have to get there. You know, all the people that are the support staff to be able to televise an NFL game have to go there. They have to pick up their lives and they have to go to that stadium. So there's a lot of people that are making a lot of sacrifices that get paid a job to do. Yeah. And uh, like we, I think we talked about this on Tuesday morning about putting it in the context of like a, a police department, fire department, uh, you know, any other sort of uh just think about doctors and nurses and EMS people and EMT people that have to show up every single day because their job requires it. Sure. That have things like this happen in their lives. But, you know, there's no time to take off. You know, there's a, there's a time of mourning. There's a time of understanding. There's a time of hope and prayer. And all of that is going on right now. But I also believe that you you have to continue to move forward. We as a nation have to continue. To and we forward. have many, many times in the past. Yes. And that will happen again. Just like we did after 9-11. Right. Uh, let's go to Tim, who's in Rockland County. What's going on, Tim? There's 3,000 people, Hey, bro. Tim. Come on. Tim. One guy a heart attack. Tim, hello? Yeah. Yeah, hello, Tim. Tim, you're on the radio. Yeah, yeah. What, what were you saying? You're what, on are the... you scr- what are you screaming about? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that I can't believe I just saw Saquon It's going to be tough to play. If someone in the fan has a heart attack, you guys shut the whole station down? Well, actually, we did have a we we we, we did have a man have a heart attack. Hold, hold on, let me. We did have a guy have a heart attack in the newsroom. Unfortunately, it was uh, Dove Kramer, and he got uh, stretchered out of here. And he did give updates on his condition and everything else. And we we did continue. By the way, Demar Hamlin did not have a heart attack. There's a difference between that and cardiac arrest and the severity of these things and everything else. But I think it's the same thing, boss. Heart attack. It's, it's not the same thing, Tim. Don't call me boss. That'll get you. Forget about that. It's not the same thing. I'll tell you, every doctor that you have heard this week has come out and said that a heart attack has to do with the blood flow to being blocked with the arteries to the heart. And cardiac arrest is when it's basically the heart itself and how it's wired gets stops, not because of a blockage. It's two dip completely this different This has things. something to do with blunt force trauma. Right. It's not the same thing. I mean... And this guy, you know, I heard him when we put him on right away because he was, we were talking about DeMar Hamlin and he wanted a point with DeMar Hamlin. So I'll put him up, but I got him on right away. 
And he's like, oh, there's 3,000 guys in the league. One has a heart attack. You're not going to play? Like, that's what he said. Al thinks he was still having the conversation with Al. Oh, probably, yeah. Know. Right. Okay. And it's not the same thing, boss. Look it up. But Saquon didn't say he didn't want to play, right? He just said it was going to be harder to play, which I think many players said. And Saquon's not going to play this week anyway. So they're going to sit him down. Everybody's just being very, very careful about how they're handling this and how, how they're talking about it. I understand. Right. And we all understand that. And everybody's going to be, you know, touched by it different ways. And I was also thinking that, like, so on offense, you tend to be closer friends with offensive players than you do defensive players on your mm -hmm. team just because you're in meetings with them, you're out of the practice right. field with them, and you're actually on the field with them in these tough situations. And, you know, you, you support your defensive players and you want them to do well, too. But there's a there's a closeness that is developed with your offensive line, maybe your wide receivers, your running backs. And, you know, one of my best friends on on the team when I played was Stanford Jennings, our running back. Yeah. And still, to this day, he's the guy who sent you the New Balance shoes, by the way. Oh, yes. nice. So, uh, you know, I, I just think, like, if Stanford, if this had happened to him and I were on the field and I had watched him go through this, I don't know how I would feel. I can't put myself in the shoes of the Buffalo Bills players and the, and the Bengal players. But for those Bills players that are close to uh, DeMar Hamlin, that's a really tough thing to see. Like, whoever his best friends are on that team. And that's why I said to you earlier this morning, if one of those players said, hey, look, I, there's no way I can play after watching my friend go through that, I, I kind of would have to understand that. Sure. I would have to understand that. Yeah, you weren't here for the Dove Day, right? You were. No, out. I was not. Yeah, that was that was obviously tough to see, but I wasn't watching him have CPR done on him. He was sitting there. The EMTs were treating him, and he was sitting up. He had had the heart attack. And we were talking about a different situation when the game that you play has led to someone having cardiac arrest, and there's minutes of CPR happening on his chest. That's a completely different situation. Sure. Well, like I said, put it in the. Put it in the category of fire, you know, the fire department, the police department, you know, Port Authority Department, any anybody, the military right. that has to deal with things like this on a daily basis, you know. And, and they all get mental help, by the way, mm -hmm. in a situation like this. El Jefe in Middletown. What's going on, El Jefe? How are you guys? I promise to be significantly less of a douche than that. <laughs> last I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Giants fan. And content creator, so I'm not just blindly defending Kayvon Thibodeau and what he did because I know the optics were bad. Um, but what they're saying is like when he did the go to sleep thing, that's like the Steph Curry move when it's like game over. But I, I admit it was a bad look, and I didn't really defend him all that much until uh, Jeff Saturday came out and said all that stuff. But when, when Nick Foles is laying on the ground and he's doing his tip of snow angels and he looks over, the guy's clearly hurt. I feel like he did like six or seven extra angels than he had to was definitely a bad look, but I think he's just a young guy that's going to learn from it, and he's becoming a star, and he, I think he just got carried away in the moment. So I'm defending him a little bit on this one. Oh, we understand. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, it's your guy. I mean, this is this is one of those things, too, that like if, you, if that were Miles Garrett who hit Daniel Jones and was doing that, and Daniel Jones was writhing in pain, then the Giant fan would probably have big problems with that. Sure, of course they like, would. This is their young guy who's coming on, first-round draft choice, season where they're going to the playoffs. <laughs> And they don't want him criticized, which so, is fine. But I, I sent uh, Kayvon's interview after, you know, when they were asking him about Jeff Saturday. I don't even know who that is and all yeah, that yeah. other stuff. I sent that to a couple of my hardcore Giant fans just to get their reactions. You know? And? 
two of them ba basically came back and said, douche. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he's our douche. Sure, of course. That's the thing. I mean, right. you know. If he's playing like that, you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You right. are, if you're a Giants fan. But if you're not, you're going to look at that. And I don't buy the whole Steph Curry putting him to sleep game over thing. I mean, he knew he was hurt at that point. So I, I, don't, I don't buy that at all. The Tibbs Snow Angels? Is that, is that actually, what it is? That's what he actually calls that? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t -Mobile .com.